can't be talking over. I thought we had a better understanding. Oh, baby, don't be so chilly. You don't want to see me cry. Oh, baby, please. It isn't fair. You don't want me to cry no more. I'm gonna. I'll come back. Maybe they're saying don't come back no more. But I'm coming back. We're coming back. We are back. You are listening to this American podcast comedy edition on ComedySchoolsRadio.com, coming to you uh, live from the ComedySchools.com studios at the second coolest corner in all of Scottsdaleville, Goldwater and Camelback. And in studio, I'm excited to have uh, this guy here. Leonard, uh, we would pronounce your last name Oots. 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 We were that close. Can yeah, you, one letter. Okay, Oots. But if you know, depend if you're from like a different part of the country and you had a different accent, Oots would be acceptable. Right. Well, I mean, the name is from a whole different continent. So, what continent is it from? It's. I mean, well, I mean, I don't know the continent. It's German, though. But I know the country. I don't know the continent. I forgot. Uh, is that? Uh, but the name is German. It's German. Yeah. So the the word is from Europe. It is right. Okay, from I'm Germany, sure. Europe. I forgot the con. Okay, yes, yes. <laughs> I graduated on time, though. Don't it judge is. me. Don't judge me. Leonard Oots. Leonard Oots. I like that man. Leonard Oots. That's good. It's different. Yeah. It's so you're unique. German? I'm, no, I'm no. <laughs> no. Okay. We All right. Slavery. Slavery. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's how I got that last name. Slavery. Leonard is at the uh, at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Uh, which you can find out about by going to houseofcomedy.net. Uh, and, you know, here's the weird thing. I, and we've been trying to find this out. This has been an ongoing mystery on the show. Rick's been on the show a lot. He won't tell us. Okay. If Rick, because Rick, Rick does okay for himself. Okay. okay? Yeah. Okay. And um, we don't know if he was driving along and saw a place called Rick Bronson's House of Comedy and went, wow, it's got my name on it. I got to buy it. Like Tony's Pizzeria, if I saw that and went, I got to buy it. Or right. if he named it Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. We don't know. And he won't tell us. So uh, if you see him, will he? Will you ask him? Uh, yeah, matter of fact, I'm gonna uh, call him right now. Call him, and it, we're gonna find yeah, out. Yeah, it might I'm p- just joking. I don't it have might, his it number. It might piss him off. So, uh, and you're at the house. Is this your first time in Phoenix? This is my first time in Phoenix. I'm excited. This is Wednesday. We had an awesome show last night. It was amazing. Great energy. So tonight, you know, two shows. Tomorrow, two shows. Sunday, one show. I'm excited. It's the weekend. You know, it's no excuse not to come. You don't. You know. Most people don't got to go to work tomorrow. You know what I mean? You can get a babysitter or you can bring the kids, you know? I mean, as long as... Can you as, bring the kids? Nah, I was just joking. I just wanted to get them some... You can leave them in the car. I ain't going to tell nobody. If you leave them in the car, I ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> it's going to be dark. It ain't going to be too hot. They ain't gonna, if they sweat, it'll be a little bit of sweat. You know? Yeah. And, ain't nothing wrong with a little desert. Get your pores open. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good for the skin. Did your parents leave you in the car as a child? Yeah, my mama did, but I had enough sense to get out the car. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, crack the window or something. Hey, take your shirt off. All you got to do is take your shirt off. That take off like 10 degrees right there. You know, I never thought of that. When you hear about children locked in a car, which is a horrible thing, mm-hmm. I never thought maybe they should just get out of the car. Yeah, I mean, and then I was thirsty one time when I was in like second grade, and I got out and I popped the hood and I started drinking some of the Windex fluid. Because I was like, I, I, I'm thirsty. I ain't had no money, so I, was, I might as well drink something. Yeah. So I started drinking the Windex. That, you How know. was it? Was it tasty? It was, it was all right. It was all right. My teeth were real clean for like a week. <laughs> Do you recommend it now for a nice summer beverage? Nah, they be adding all kind of stuff to that Windex now. 
So oh, I yeah. wouldn't do it now. This that was back, back in the day. This was back in like 97, 98. You told me something rather amazing. You are 22 years old? 22. Yes, 22 I am. 22 years old. And so there are very few 22-year-old uh, comedy headliners. Yeah, you, sir, are a comedy headliner. Yeah, it's, it's probably only, what, me and Pete Davidson, uh, yeah, <laughs> Rick, Ricky Velez. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, really, like, what, I think I'm like six months older than Pete. Me and Pete just, I mean, me and Pete, you know, shout out to Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live. It's my yeah. guy. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I mean, I don't know how to, you know, it's it's a blessing. You know, I, you know, I work hard. Um, you know, I've always been funny. I've always been you know, sort of that that got like you know. Oh wait, wait, wait! Leonard about to say something. Let's wait and see what he. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so I mean, it's 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 you know, it, it wasn't anything different for me getting into comedy. It was just learning you how didn't to do pay it anybody right. off. It's not because no, nah, no, nah, not it, at all. It's not because your father's president of NBC. It's because you're funny. No, nah, it is because yeah, I, I don't my, I don't have no family in entertainment. My dad tried to do comedy. Did he? Yeah, he. We did two shows, and uh, together. He, yeah, when I when I first dropped out of college, uh, I, I moved to uh, Alabama with him. I was trying; my parents, you know, shunned me. I was trying to get a job uh, for uh, uh, the, the 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 what's it called, um, the shipyard. Yeah. And they had a little open mic, and I was going, you know, I'll go up and do some time. He was like, man, you know what? I think I could do. I could be funny too. But you should give it a try. Being, you know, hopefully he would he wouldn't be horrible. First time he went up, he killed your dad, man. I wanted to slit his throat that night. Yeah. Next time he went, he bombed so hard it was embarrassing. And he went there. There's my dad. There he is, and, <laughs> and he ain't touched the mic ever since. <laughs> but you did well. Now, how long have you been doing stand up? Uh, I started first time I stepped on stage was October twenty third, two thousand eleven. But I was in college, so I did that show. I didn't get up again for three four months. Then I do that one mic. Then I wouldn't get up for three. So I can't. You can't consider that. So I mean, it literally, it's been three years consecutively. But I mean, I actually started four years ago. Okay. You know, there's a, there's a theory as to why musicians develop faster than stand-ups. It's because they, uh, you know, when you're 10, 11, 12 years old, there's a theory that it takes 10 years. You're an exception to this, by the way. Theory that it takes 10 years to be good at anything. So musicians start their 12, 13, 14 in their friend's garage. Uh, and that by the time they hit their early t- and they they can work teen dance parties and stuff, but stand up is done in nightclubs where oftentimes you have to be twenty one to even get into the nightclub. You were able to get into nightclubs underage. No, no. stand. First, I, I disagree. Stand up okay. is not just done in clubs. Okay, my my stand up style is conversational. I could I could do my whole set right now. You wouldn't even notice. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. so so one like. I always would come up with my own jokes, even when I was an eight, nine. To, you know, when you do little fart jokes, that, that's a joke. That's something. Yeah. You, you know what I mean. So who's to say that that's not you starting in? Gotcha. You know what I mean. Uh-huh. Who's to say that my first poop joke wasn't a joke that that I mean it had a premise. Uh huh. You know what I mean. It had a punchline. You know. So it's like you can't. You. I, I agree with what you're saying. It does take time to develop, but it doesn't take. I, I wouldn't say it take ten years, because that's why I mean. People grow at different rates. Yeah, okay. You know All what right. I mean? Yeah. I just wanted to know. So you started out not in nightclubs. No, I started out uh, doing open mics. Oh, wait, I mean, yeah, open mics and stuff like that. I started out at the Funny Bone, you know, nice. You Which know, Funny Bone? Virginia Beach. That was Virginia what. Beach Funny Bone. Yep. All right, so are you from Virginia? I'm 
Born in South Carolina, Augusta, Georgia. Lived in Japan for three years. Moved on to, your own. You just moved to Japan. Yeah, I was tired <laughs> of my parents, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna go and cross this water over here where they got the shrimp and Godzilla and all that, and I'm just gonna <laughs> go on over there. <laughs> nah, my dad was a uh, lieutenant commander in the navy. Ah, he just retired. Yeah, so yeah. so you know, I lived in Japan for three years. Then we moved to Virginia Beach area, Chesapeake. Because, uh, you know, Norfolk is the biggest naval base in the world. Yeah. So, you know, he was working there, and that's when I started. You know, that's where I grew up, played football for the best team in Virginia. Shout out to Oscar Smith High School. Uh, when I, when my, our quarterback actually just uh, tried out for the Cardinals uh, this past summer, uh, Phillip Sims. Yeah, that's my. I went to middle school, and high school with Philip. We won a state championship, all that. Philip Sims, no relation to Phil Sims. Yeah, no. Nah. Relation, no? no. Are you no, sure? No. Other than his daddy, his dad's name was Phil Sims. Yeah. Uh, you know, rest in peace. His father just passed this past year. You know, I'm sorry for that, but yeah, good guy, man. So you went to you went to high, the high school quarterback you played with uh, stands a chance of being an NFL player. He just got picked up by Seattle. He just signed a futures contract. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the boy can play. Yeah. Flat what, out. What do you think his chances are playing quarterback for Seattle though? All it take is all it take is an injury. Yeah. I hate to say it, but that's all. I mean, that's how he that's how he got to position in high school. Freshman year, uh, he was one of the only quarterbacks. Yeah. So you know he, he started JV and dressed out for varsity. Varsity quarterback get hurt. Practice they duel it out. He's starting quarterback at fourteen, and lead him almost to a state championship. And then from there he just kept getting better and better. Do you uh, do you follow the NFL? Are you an NFL, NFL yeah, guy? Yeah, of course. I used to like the Eagles. Um, yeah. I used to, I mean, I love the Eagles, but it's because, you know, Michael Vick from my area. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I was a big Terrell Owens fan. He's one of the greatest receivers ever. Yeah. Uh, Donovan, and they had a, a good defense. I was, a, you know, like I, I played center. So, I like, I was an offensive guy, so I, I always liked somebody that could play defense. Uh-huh. But now it's, I sort of want to become a Panthers fan. Not just because they're doing good this season, but because... They're doing fantastic this yeah, season. Yeah, they're doing amazing, but because they have something I can believe in. They got a young quarterback. They got a young team that I can, you know what I mean, that I can support for the next couple of years. He's almost a one-man team. I mean, he can do everything. Yeah, but I mean, what they, what the rest of them doing good, too. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he, he ain't tackling everybody. I uh, I actually had a bet that, uh, um, that the Cardinals, that uh, um, uh, Carson Palmer wasn't going to make it the season because, I mean... You know, last season he was just standing there and his knee went out. And that was the second time. And I go, I don't know if he, he would just if, – if you see the uh, uh, the video last season when his knee went out, he was standing there mm-hmm. and his, his knee just went. And I said, I said, I don't think he'll make it. But he's made it all the way through. Yeah. The Cardinals are doing fantastic. Yeah, they but look good. Do you have a pick for uh, Super Bowl? Super Bowl. I say it's going to be Carolina. And I don't think the Patriots are going to make it. You don't think Patriots will make it this nah, year? Nah, I think it's going to be Carolina. And do you think the Patriots are cheaters, or do you think they're just really aggressive? It, it, it just the whole organization is just so damned aggressive. If they were cheaters, they would. There's been no evidence of them actually cheating. Like you know what I mean? Like the football, the the the, the deflated football. How how do you how, how can you like how am I, how am I know that the, the ball deflated? Like you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, he can feel. How you going you? You I, can't even hear yourself in a, in a in a stadium. You can't even hear the 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 ground shaking. You so you telling me this man's supposed to be able to feel through his fingertips that the ball has a tenth less air? Yeah, I I, I tend to, I, I I agree with you. I agree with you, and 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 I I think it's a good team, and I I, I think it's a good organization. 
But it is the organization that everybody hates right now. Is the studio falling apart? There's stuff falling off the walls. What? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you dropped your phone. She like a little tornado. She got two phones. She's got two. You have two phones. She one of them a trap is, phone. And I'm sorry, and because uh, 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 and what is your name again? Mandy. Mandy. Mandy is uh, who uh, drove you here. And she yeah. Has, she has two phones. One of them she sell uh, Girl Scout cookies through. <laughs> and she ain't got no kids that's old enough to do Girl Scout cookies. And she, cause no, nah, you know you could flip Girl Scout cookies, and that's what she be doing. <laughs> She be selling them Girl Scout cookies. If you need them Thin Mints, if you need, just call Mandy at, uh, uh, what's the number again? 707-333-4962. And she got all the Girl Scout cookies. You got Thin Mint. She deliver them with milk. She can warm them up for you. She got a microwave in the back of the truck. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. She got them little truffles. The little truffles. Ooh, with some milk. She walked by and she goes, I got them cookies. You want them cookies? Is that what she does? Man, you, ooh, she don't even got to say nothing. She just look at you and you already know what it is. Like a Times Square uh, truck. You, 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 know, you know Times Square? You ever hung out in Times Square? Man, yeah. come on. And all of a sudden, somebody will come up and they'll just pop open the trunk and go, all right, come on. I got coats. Man. Who wants coats? Yeah. Man, they got they sell, they just sell stuff like it ain't. They sell. It's like it's just a, a flea market everywhere. You ain't got to go to Times Square. It'd be a flea market anywhere. In New York, yeah. Anywhere. Yeah, they'll be selling anything. Man, this one dude tried to sell my roommate deodorant tops. I was like, what is he going to do with some deodorant tops? You mean just the top, the cap? or the, just, the, we, just the cap. Just the cap. Deodorant yeah. tops. That's what my roommate told me. He said he tried to sell some deodorant tops. You know, I imagine somewhere in the world there's a need for deodorant tops if you're making deodorant, if you manufacture deodorant. Yeah, but if you are already musty, what you going to do with a deodorant top? I need a deodorant. <laughs> do you live in New York now? I live in New York. New- I live in New York. I live in Harlem. You live in Harlem? Yes, sir. Harlem's happening right now. Har- no, what you mean is Harlem is being inhabited by white people. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you are a thousand percent white. <laughs> Boy, did, you say, did you say I'm a thousand percent white? Is that I did. I did by accident. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've never felt so safe walking down the street in Harlem before in my life. <laughs> Do you think it's better or worse or different? Or? I mean, I just moved there, so I don't know. I mean, I just haven't been robbed, so I can't complain. <laughs> you know, New York is uh, the last. Uh, I've been to New. York, I haven't been there in about three or four years, but I, I used to go there a lot. But I used to go there in the eighties when it was like horrible and right. wonderfully horrible. And then in the early two thousands, I took my daughter there to see Broadway shows, and it was like Disneyland. Yeah, is it still like that? Is New York still all safe and stuff, or is it getting seedy at all? Because it'll get seedy again. I mean, I hope so. Because I mean. The price of cocaine right now is just too high. Yeah. No, I'm just joking. Uh, No, I mean, you know, I want everybody to be safe, man. It's a crazy world we're living in right now. So, you know, I I appreciate it being nice where everybody can come and visit. Yeah. You ain't got to worry, you know. I mean, but, you know, it it is being overpopulated. New York? Yeah. It's always been overpopulated, though. No, but Harlem getting worse. It's too many people. So I say, you know, you rob a couple people, they'll learn, you know, hey, you got to go on back to Brooklyn. So crime might actually be better for crime, for, for uh, housing and rental in New York. Yeah, it'll, it'll it's out bring, of hand right now. It'll bring them prices down. Yeah, <laughs> it'll bring them prices down. Don't nobody want to stay where they're gonna get robbed at. That's true. That's true. Uh, did you ever live in Los Angeles? Never. Everybody wants me to move out there, but I'm not going. I can't yeah. go right now. Have you been to Los Angeles? You, oh yeah, yeah, multiple times. Multiple times. LA's cool. Ain't nothing wrong with LA. Shout out to everybody out there. But it's just. I'm a stand like I, I mean I'm you know I act I do all that but I love stand up too much and I can't I couldn't move out there to where you have to be famous 
to get yeah. on stage. Like I worked at Comedy Cellar in New York. That's the best club in the world. It is. Bar none. So it's like at 22, I worked, I, you know, I'm here. Now. It's like, come on. I, I'm here with Greer Barnes and I'm sitting at the, the table, you know, the infamous table that nobody gets to sit at. And, yeah. And I fall. I, I this is the weird. I fell asleep one day. I flew back in, and it's like nine o'clock at night, and I had an eleven thirty spot. And I'm like, if I go home, I'm gonna go to sleep. I'm not gonna make my spot. But I, so I go to the cellar. At least if I fall asleep there, somebody will wake me up. Somebody that's somebody being Louis. I wake up Louis C.K. looking me in my face like I'm retarded. <laughs> Louis C.K. is like, what are you? What are you doing in here? And I'm just wiping drool off my face like, uh, is it 11.30? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I wake up and Louie and Chris Rocker in there talking comedy. Yeah, that's an incredible moment, man. It's 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 ridiculous. Or I'm in there and 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 Ray Romano comes up to me and he knows me. He's like, hey, that was a great set. Ray Romano. Everybody, come on, man. Bob Saget. Yeah, some you of know. the best. It's a wonder if anybody ever goes to New York and they're looking for great comedy, the Comedy Cellar is the place to be. I mean, you don't I, even got to tell them. They know. Yeah. If you like comedy, you already know about the comedy seller. Yeah. If you, I mean, it, that, that, I started taking it to another level of seriousness. Like, like, they'll every show sells out, no matter what day it is, no matter what time. Every show sells out. You have to get your tickets online the second they put them up. And it's an actual seller. The show takes place in downstairs in, yeah. in, in, in a dungeon. Yes. Yeah. Low yeah. ceilings. Little tiny place. Fits like maybe 170. Yeah. Sold out. It's amazing to me when I see people, like they do a standby list. Like so when you, when you get your tickets, you reserve them. You don't, you pay when you get there. So, you know, 170 people, they reserve all the tickets. 153 show up. They So they have a standby list of people that's waiting to get in just in case somebody didn't show up. To watch people, like it's like a cattle call. Like, all right, if you hear your name, step up. You got to have your Johnson. And you see people, oh, my God, that's me. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that, that excitement. Like, I'm sitting here watching. I'm like, this is amazing to see what comedy. Like, these people flew from England. Yeah, and, and with the intention when they were in New here. York to go to the comedy store. Right. I mean, like Disneyland. Yeah, you can say, that, oh, we want to go to New York. But they, they really, they came for this, for this hour and a half. Because you don't know who's going to walk in. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, it's to be in there, and you know, like, like for instance, uh, Louis was uh there this past weekend, and he was he was written in for a few spots. So I'm like, okay, this is. So you know, you were like, oh, okay, I go up do my set. Like, this is a great crowd. I was like, okay, this is this already every crowd's already good, but this is great. This is great energy. I'm like, they're gonna lose their mind when Louis comes up. Guess who walks in? Chris walks in behind him because he's working on his stuff for the Oscars. For Louis, the Oscars, yeah. Yeah, Louis goes up. The energy when those crowds see some, like, you know, come to the stage, Louis C.K., they, they, oh, my God, ah! But it's not until he steps into the light and they can see him. Yeah. That's when they, it, you, you'll think somebody is shooting down there. He does his set, comes off, and then and then the host, Sean Donnelly, is like, you know what, I don't know if you guys are ready for this. Please be ready. Come to the stage. He doesn't need an introduction. Give it up for Chris Rock. This lady passed out. Passed out. Passed out. It was too. It was literally too much for. Her. <laughs> you know that's true. The, the energy for stand up is in New York right now. One time it was in Los Angeles. Yeah. But now it's in New York. And I mean, there's there's other great clubs. There's Gotham. Is a, my manager owns Gotham. 
Your manager Jones. My manager Jones. So Chris Mazzilli's your Chris Mazzilli. I'm with Levity Entertainment. That's that's uh, Leg. With, uh, Judy Brown. Judy. That's oh, that's my mom. I love shout out to Judy Brown, Reg Tigerman, Norm Aladdin, um, um, Derek Van Pelt, all of them. Judy, uh, when Judy first moved to Los Angeles, uh-huh. one of the first uh, uh, places that she went where she was going, she uh, came over to uh, my house for dinner. Way uh-huh. back when I knew Judy, way back in the day. She's a wonderful person. Please tell her Judy Brown Marmel. Judy Brown Marmel. Because she's married to Steve. Steve Marmel. Shout out to Mr. Steve Marmel. Shout out to Judy. I love, man, they treat me like family, man. They're great. Steve, uh, I used to own a club in Oklahoma City, and we hired Steve Marmel. So, uh, uh, what, what was your club? Uh, Joker's Comedy Club. It closed in like, I sold it in the late 90s. I was about to say, I got, I was in my veils. If, <laughs> you know, I need to, hey, I ain't gonna I, lie. You know, I'm, I'm not too good. I tell you, hey, I need some work. I'm, I like working. I like, you know, I like going to Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think you're in good shape. If you've got Chris Mazzilli and uh, Judy Brown Marmel in your, in your corner, I don't think you're gonna. I, I don't think you're gonna need to send your veils anywhere. I think you're gonna be working a lot, man. They yeah. are great people. You're at a great club this week. You know, uh, one of the things that we love about the House Comedy is that it, it's such a, a pretty club. It is. It's beautiful. Yeah. It don't stink, and it no. just, you know what I mean. It, it's like you, you know, you walk into a club, and you know, it, you can feel the carpet. It's like the carpet pulling on your bottom of your shoes. Yeah. It's gum and old pizzas. Sauce from last week. It's you walk in. It's a beautiful club. It smells nice. Digital. It's got clean bathrooms. You know what I mean. You can sit down and put your skin on the seat <laughs> and not feel like you know what I mean. You gonna get up and then your leg is gonna give out. Like it's just it's a nice club. The you know the host is great. Uh, Anwar. Um, I brought my my roommate. It's featuring for me, Willie Lynch Jr. Um, you know, it's great. I mean, you know, they're going to be doing that thing. I'm coming up, and, you know, we, we finished it strong. Um, you know, the, like last night was amazing for a Thursday. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was an amazing energy. Wednesday was great. So, I mean, it's Friday. You know, we got two shows. Tomorrow we got two shows. Sunday we got one show. I recommend y'all come out and see me. I got some I can't talk about it right now, but I got some stuff coming up. That's, you got to see. You got to come see what's going on, man. So we want to see you now so that we can say, Man. hey, we saw him right before. Um, the next time y'all see me, these tickets, it's going to sell out. The next time I'm here, I'm going to sell out. Yeah, yeah, but not as not as an artist. I can tell that clearly. You, you'll sell out as far as ticket sell out. <laughs> ticket sell out. Yeah. No, nah, yeah. no. Nah, uh, well, it depends on if this check come or not. Because if this <laughs> check don't come, I'm going to sell out both kind of ways. Because I, I, yeah. I don't mind the casting couch. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I like leather. Yeah. <laughs> I like leather. Like Right. <laughs> as long as you don't spank me too hard, we can we can do whatever you want to do. Okay. Well, we'd like to keep you forever, man. But uh, we got to listen. Uh, if you're uh, anybody listening right now, please come out and see this guy. Uh, uh, very. And I've enjoyed this so much, man. Uh, Leonard Oots is at the House of Comedy, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. You can find out about his show and how to get tickets at houseofcomedy.net. We'll have all this up on our website at comedyschoolsradio.com. Uh, shortly, all the information about how to get tickets and see this show. Uh, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. All right, you're listening to This American Podcast, Comedy Edition on ComedySchoolsRadio.com. We'll be back in a couple of moments.